Do you ever wonder if your life really matters? Pastor Rick says God has a good plan and purpose for your life. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our series called Live Your Calling. What on earth am I here for? In these lessons, you'll discover that real meaning and significance come from understanding and fulfilling God's purpose for you here on earth. This September, when you join our Partner in Hope family by signing up for automated monthly giving, we'll send you a special welcome gift as our way of saying thanks. To find out more, go to PastorRick.com or you can text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called, You Are Called to Become. Number seven. If you're going to make it to the finish line and be the woman God wants you to be, be the man God wants you to be, I must take every step with purpose. Take every step with purpose. Now, I'll tell you, I didn't do this for a lot of years in my life, but I don't want to waste any step anymore. I don't want to waste any energy anymore. I don't want to waste any word anymore. I don't want to waste any breath, any step, because I don't know how many steps I have left. And you don't either. You don't know if you're going to live a week, a month, a year, or what. You don't know. So whatever steps you're going to take, you better do them on purpose. And you need to be more disciplined. And you need to be more self-controlled. And you need to take every step and every moment in your life with purpose. Now, if you're going to become the person God wants you to be, that's the third calling in life, I'll be honest with you, there are some things you're going to have to deny yourself. You're not going to get to do everything that everybody else does. Because if you want to be God's woman, God's man, you want to be what you're created to be, you just can't go out and do everything what everybody else does. As I said, you can't follow their plan and your plan and God's plan all at the same time. Anybody who trains for the Olympics gives up an enormous amount of things to be a winner. They eat a certain way, they go to bed at a certain time, they don't do certain things, and you're gonna have to deny yourself. You just can't tack on God's purpose to what you wanna do with your life. It's plan A or plan B. And and, and so you have to say, I'm gonna have to be disciplined. I'm gonna have to take every step on purpose. Like St. Paul, you have to be purpose-driven. Look at this next verse, 1 Corinthians 9. All athletes practice strict self-control. In other words, to be a win, you get in the Super Bowl, you gotta, you gotta discipline yourself. They do it, they do all this self-discipline, self-control, they do it to win a prize that'll fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize in heaven. So, I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. I'm not like a boxer who misses his punches. Paul says, I'm way beyond the years of shadow boxing. If I'm gonna take a punch, I'm gonna make sure it lands. I'm not just out there beating the air. I'm not just shadow boxing. I'm not wasting my time. I'm not wasting my life. If I'm gonna land a punch, I'm gonna make sure it has contact. And if I'm gonna take a step, I'm gonna make sure it has a a, a step of purpose in my life. That's how you get to the finish line. 
Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, gives us more advice. Back to chapter 12. Hebrews 12, verse 13, 12 and 13 says this. Because God knows you're going to get tired in the marathon of life. He says, lift up your tired hands then and strengthen your your trembling knees. In other words, when you feel like, I can't go on. I'm, I'm, I'm out of energy. I'm out of gas. He says, you just ask God for more strength. Keep walking. Keep, when you're going through hell, what do you do? You keep going. You don't want to stay in hell. When you're going through hell, you keep walking. When you're walking through hell, you keep walking. And he says, keep walking on straight paths. Circle straight paths. We'll come back to that. So that your lame foot, circle that, lame foot, we'll come back to that, may not be disabled, but instead be healed. Now he says, when you're running the race of life, and you're becoming what God wants you to be, he says, you need to keep walking on the straight paths. Don't be tempted to, by crooked ways. When things aren't working out, don't be tempted by crooked ways. Don't be tempted by shortcuts. Shortcuts are gonna get you into deep weeds. Stay on the straight and narrow path and head for the goal. And he says, then your lame foot will not be disabled, but instead it'll be healed. What's he talking about there? In the race of life, we all run with a limp. Every one of us have limps. As we, I just said it earlier. You have some emotional limps. Your emotions don't always work right. You have some relational limps. You have some weaknesses in your relationships. You have some physical limps. Your body doesn't always work right. You have some spiritual limps. You're not as strong spiritually as you could be. You have some financial limps. You don't have the money that, that you could have. Uh, you have uh, all kinds of limps. Everybody walks through life with a limp. Now, if I have a natural limp, I better stay on the straight path. Because if I get on a crooked path with a natural limp, I'm more likely to stumble. And if I get on a rocky path with a natural limp, I'm more likely to fall. If I get on a crooked path and a mountain path, then I'm going to stumble because I have a natural limp, a bent to fall. The only way I'm going to stumble less is if I stay on God's straight path. Then I'm not going to stumble as much. We all run life with a limp. Michelle was born one of three because of some doctor's things they did wrong two of the babies didn't get the oxygen they needed when they were just being born and they were born with cerebral palsy and Michelle has walked with a limp her entire life very pronounced but over time she said I'm going to walk the straight path and I'm going to learn to overcome and do the best I can with what I've got I want you to watch this video on Michelle's life my name's Michelle, and I want to tell you a little bit about my story. I'm one of an identical set of triplets, and we were born three months premature, which caused brain damage, which um, caused a disability called cerebral palsy. And it affected me and my sister Megan, me minorly, just having a limp. They didn't, wasn't sure if I was going to walk. Growing up, I started off with a walker, um, which allowed me to get around and keep up with everybody. I was really determined to not be left behind, and um, I just went everywhere with that thing. So after um, moving around with my walker for a while, I uh, decided to take that leap of faith and 
um, step away from the walker. Um, and one day when my dad was um, walking home from work, um, I just saw him and I let go of my walker and I walked into his arms for the first time. Once I kept progressing and making these little steps of big faith to me, I thought that anything was possible. I started getting involved with every sport in soccer and baseball and uh, I decided that I wanted to take up karate because I thought it would be fun and I broke my first board and I never thought that I would have been able to do that. I just loved sports and how it made me feel and how free I could just be even though I would fall down. Or the reality of my CP would set in every day and there'd be times where I'd be walking to class um, feeling confident. Then all of a sudden I would fall and drop all my books and then slowly get up but then look up and realize that there's a crowd of kids just staring at me. The embarrassment that comes along with the shame and realizing that you're different um, just sets in as I try to get up and as all my friends are realizing that I'm different and I think for me the big step was just the courage to get up or keep moving on um, when I fell. There comes a time in your life where you have to make a decision. Are you gonna stay stuck in the place that you're in? Or are you gonna shut out all those voices and all those things that push you down? But the key to those challenges is the courage to get back up and take that next step. And then I decided that I would go running with me and my, my friends, Hillary and Natalie, and they just said, come on out with us. And I said, I've never ran before, but bear with me. In my mind, I just said, this is horrible. I, I hate, like it's so painful to run and why does anybody do this? And as they coached me, I started to realize that has a lot of imagery in my life of getting up and moving forward. Running was the next thing. As I started making these steps of progression to make it farther and farther each night and running next to my friends just with the biggest smile on my face saying, I'm doing it, is this right? And now my friends are saying, we're gonna push you another step and do a 5K. And I look at them as I look at their fitness plan for me and I say you're crazy and then I remember all those times I got up I said I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna run. The thing I realize now is that there's always gonna be challenges in my life whether that means I have a disability or not I'm always gonna struggle and get stuck but I realize that the most important thing is to have the courage and the faith to get back up whether that means I'm doing that alone or with people, it needs to be done because I'm living my life, not anybody else. And so in that process of growing and becoming what Christ has called me to be, He needs me to get back up. And He needs me to walk alongside of Him. But I'm running alongside of Him now. Now, Michelle, yesterday uh, a major barrier was broken, uh, a goal that you had. Uh, tell us about what happened just then. 
Well, yesterday, as I spoke a little bit about it in my video, I, uh, I've been running for the last couple months, and every time I go out for an hour or so and run half a lap or so, um, and just yesterday, my friend was pushing me a little bit more, and I, she said, let's go a little farther, let's go a little farther, and I told her last, last time, or yesterday, I said, I haven't been running last week, so bear with me and go easy, and she didn't really take that into account. But, <laughs> um, so as I was running a little bit farther, one of the last times, it was like my third lap, I, um, she said, okay, just go a little farther. Uh, something just clicked in my head, and I said, okay, I'm almost there, just a couple more feet. I just say, okay, God, I, you got to give me the courage, you got to give me the strength because I don't know if I could do this. And as I look up, I see the line where it means that I finished. And yesterday was the first time I finished my first lap. Yeah, woo-hoo! Yeah. Woo-hoo! That's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so what's, what's your long-range goal? Well, my long-range goal, as I was discussing with my parents, would be to take Rick's job eventually. <laughs> uh, not a chance. <laughs> we can talk about it later. We can talk about it later. We can negotiate that. All right. All right. Uh, wouldn't you like to have Michelle as a pastor here, huh? Yeah, she'd be good. Uh, all right. Uh, so what's, what's your short-term goal? Let's start with that one then. <laughs> uh, well, physically, it would be to um, do the 5K, as I mentioned in the video, and then eventually down the road, down the road would be to do a triathlon um, and one-up my mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but vocationally, I, I want to follow this calling that God has put on my heart to uh, just sit and be with people and tell them, that when they have these hangups and when they have these limps and when life throws them hardships, I want to tell them that it's going to be okay and that we are going to finish and God is going to come down and be here and we're going to finish the race together. Fantastic. Hey, thank you. Thanks, sweetie. Love you. Love you. You know, uh, one of the things that's part of that story is that Michelle decided to start running because her small group of friends pushed her. Is anybody pushing you? Is anybody saying, you can do this. I know you can do this. We'll be with you, God's with you, we're with you. Let's do this thing together. And are you doing that for anybody? Who are you pushing? Who are you in life saying, I'm with you, I'll help you. God is with you. He'll help you. You can do this together. We're going to run this next lap of the race together. You got to have those people in your life, friend, or you're not going to be the woman God made you to be. You're not going to be the man God made you to be. You got to have those friends. Now, there's one last step, and this is my favorite one of all. It touches me uh, deeply. The eighth thing that the Bible teaches us about the race of life is this. I need to realize that what I don't finish, God will. 
What I don't finish, what I don't get finished in my life, God will. I was created to become like Christ. But if I don't get there, and there's still some remaining parts left, God is going to complete the character development in my life one day. He's going to finish it and bring me to perfection, bring me to completion into heaven. Philippians chapter 1 says this. This is a great promise. I am sure that God who began the good work within you will continue his work. It's his work. He will continue his work in you until it is finally finished. Circle that. Finally finished. On that day when Christ Jesus comes back again. Friends, what a day that is going to be. What a day. When you either go into heaven or he comes here, either one, what a day that's going to be. Because on that day, when you see Jesus Christ, you don't see him right now face to face. He's invisible to you. But when you see him face to face, every mirror neuron in your body, in your brain, is going to start going on overload. Mirror neuron and you're going to be transformed to become like him. All your weaknesses, gone. All your limps, gone. All your fears and faults, gone. All your failures and frailties, gone. All of your insecurities, gone. All of your blemishes and flaws, gone and you will be transformed into perfection one day and those mirror neurons are gonna be on overload. And you will reflect the glory of the Lord. That is such good news. I'm not who I ought to be. You're not who you ought to be. We're not a fraction of what we could be. But God says, that's okay. I'm taking my time. I'm cheering you at every stage. You just take every step with purpose because one day I'm going to finish what you didn't finish. And you're going to be changed, boom, instantly into my likeness if you have put yourself in my hands. What a day that will be. The last verse on your outline, it's actually 1 John, not John, 1 John 3, 2, and it says this. It's an amazing promise. Dear friends, dear, dear friends, we are already God's children. And we can't even imagine what we will be like when Christ returns. But we do know that when he comes, we will be like him, for we shall see him as he really is. And what I don't finish in my lifetime, God is going to finish. I am so, so glad for that. In this race of life, you may have struggled in the race of life. Welcome to the human race. We've all been there. We've all struggled. In this race, you may have stumbled. We've all been there. 
in this race, you may have been sidelined. We've all been there. But your race is not over. It's not. Your heart's still beating, so your race isn't over. And it's never too late to get back up and get in the race again. And in this family, you are loved. You are beloved, you belong, and you can become what God meant for you to become, what he always intended. And if you get in a small group that learns to be safe and learns to be supportive, they will help you back up every time you stumble and fall on your face. That's okay. It's part of the race. And as your pastor, I am committed to helping you cross the finish line. It's never too late. You're never too old. It's time to get back up and get in the race. Let's bow our heads. Now each week I give you one or two baby steps as a suggestion, and I don't know what baby step you're gonna take out of this message, but I wanna begin with a prayer, and I want you to follow me in this prayer. Say, dear God, just say that in your mind, dear God, for the first time today, I have realized that you are cheering me at every stage in the race. And when I stumble, you don't condemn me, you cheer me more. That you believe in me. I want to take every step with purpose. I don't want to waste one day of the rest of my life. I've done too much of that. I want to accept the third purpose of my life, my calling to become like Jesus. And I'm willing to take these steps. I want to lay off, strip off the stuff that doesn't matter in my life. The stuff that slows me down, holds me back. Especially the sins that trip me up. I want to simplify my life and focus on the particular race that you have given to me. I'm so grateful that you're patient with me. Help me to not get in a hurry. I want to be an oak tree, not a mushroom. And so I want to spend time with you so I can become like you. I want to find a special place to spend a few minutes every day focusing on Jesus so that I can be a mirror that reflects your love to others. And Lord, when it gets hard and I'm winded and I feel like giving up, help me to remember the reward. Help me to remember, Jesus, all that you went through and you never gave up. Thank you. Make me strong. Give me the support. Keep me from falling as you've promised. Help me to find a team to run with me at this next stage of my life. I want to get in a small group. I want to build a safe place for others. I want to spur others on, and I want them to spur me on. Most of all, dear Jesus, I thank you that what I don't finish, you will. And that one day, all of those things that I dislike about myself are going to be removed from my life. And when I look at you, 
and those mirror neurons start flashing, I will become like you. Thank you. Thank you that I don't have to stay the same. Thank you that you give me the power to change. Jesus Christ, I give you as much as I know how, every part of my life. If you've never done this before, say, Jesus Christ, come into my life and make yourself real to me. And if you've said that, say, Jesus Christ, today I rededicate my life to you. And I thank you that you will finish whatever I don't complete. In your name I pray. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody. And why don't you tell me? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. If you'd like to receive hope and encouragement every day, delivered right to your inbox, then sign up for Rick's free daily devotional by going to PastorRick.com right now. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first, over the last couple of years, we've all experienced worldwide changes and events that have impacted us in profound and sometimes unimaginable ways. For many of us, those changes will impact our lives for years to come. Pastor Rick believes that now more than ever, people need God's Word and the hope that it brings. That's why he'd like to invite you to become a partner in hope. Here's Rick to tell you more. One of the reasons that I started Daily Hope is to take the message of hope, not just across our country, but all around the world, to people who need a shot of encouragement, who need the message and word of hope in a discouraging day. And that message can only be found in Jesus. Would you help me with this? I really need your help. I can't do it by myself. And I'd like to ask you to become my partner in the Daily Hope ministry. If you'll make a monthly investment as a partner in hope, you can help me broadcast these life-transforming messages from God's Word, not just here in America, but in podcasts and online and literally all around the world. If you choose to become a partner in hope with automated monthly giving, we'll also send you a very special welcome gift to show our appreciation. Go to PastorRick.com or just text the word daily to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or the word daily to 800-600-5004. Be sure to join us again next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.